Party people, how you feeling? This is Too Glam to Give a Damn. I'm your host, Lindsay Evans. What's up, everyone? Oh my gosh, I cannot believe this moment has arrived. Recording my first podcast with you guys, and let me tell you, I have gone through several versions of a first episode, um, and I was just totally, totally, totally overthinking this, and so I thought, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to do it, and this is going to be the one I publish. I'm committed to it. I'm ready to go, and I feel like I have... A perspective that hopefully you guys will enjoy. So the idea to do a podcast kind of came to me, obviously, through the shutdown that was COVID. And I thought, you know, I was connecting with so many of you so much over social media regarding housewives and celebrity style and, you know, my opinions around things. I'm definitely not short of opinions. Um, and so... <laughs> I, you know, was finding that after I did the quarantine housewives challenge, which I just basically made up myself and started dressing up like housewives because I had some of the dresses and I noticed like in my closet that I was wearing a lot of the same things that some of the girls were wearing in Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, So I just started that challenge on my own and then I thought, you know, it'd be really fun to talk about what actually happens in the show and I felt like I couldn't really get all my thoughts out to all of you because it's just so time consuming to do like a social media thing or, you know, like just like a post every time. So I wanted to do this and I found that like I really liked interacting with a lot of you guys after the episode and talking about what I thought and everything and what you thought and hearing your feedback and I just want to say that, you know, I'm, this is totally meant to be lighthearted and fun. I'm not trying to be mean to anyone. And I just feel like what we all need right now is levity, light, and laughs. So, you know, get that tattooed on your ass. Anyway, um, I want to start off talking about something that I wasn't expecting to talk about um, through this podcast. Oh, just one more thing about my plan for the podcast. I had originally thought that I was going to bring on a bunch of glam experts to talk about industry tips and things like that, and I still may. I don't know yet. Um, I kind of started going down that road, and I was reminded of a lot of the reasons (laughs) that I left LA and that I was so tired of the industry and, um, you know, just that that vibe. I just want to bring really good energy to this. And so if it's not fun for me, I'm not gonna be able to produce a good show. And um, it was like, not nothing too bad or anything. But just considering how I want to approach this, I don't really want to be hating like the person that I'm talking to. And that's sort of the way it was trending. (laughs) So um, okay, now that I have that out of the way, so what I was planning on talking about today, or, or what I'm intending to talk about now, is not what I've been planning to talk about this whole time, which is Real Housewives of OC. I have truly not given a shit about this season that's come out just now. Um, I believe it's season 15, and I don't even know when it premiered. 
I don't know. Um, I don't know what night it's on, which is so unlike me. I mean, people were texting me during COVID asking me for the schedule of like, what was the Bravo programming? And I was like, I don't know why I'm not getting kickbacks from the network. Like, it's honestly rude that Andy Cohen and I aren't talking regularly. So anyways, I was totally uninterested in Orange County. And I thought, why is that that I'm so uninterested in Orange County this season? And I realized like 95% of the reason I've been watching Orange County for the past, I guess, 10 years or whatever that's been on is for Tamara Barney's hair color. And, you know, I just want to see, is Tamara showing up with low lights this year? Is she showing up with like, her whole head dyed. Is there going to be a side bang? Is there going to be a fringe bang? Is there going to be a blunt Heidi Klum bang? Like, I just need to know how she's appearing. Because what I typically do is take it to like four different hair colorists throughout the course of a year and say like, this is what I need. And no one gets it right. And I'm left frustrated and pissed. More often than not, I'm left with yellow hair when I'm like, I wanted platinum. I don't see how you think this is platinum this is yellow I want white you want light and we're just on the same page here so we have to break up um over the course of the last 10 years I've probably gone through oh my god 20 hair colorists that's like not an exaggeration you guys it's sick but I I I don't know it's like is there something in the water like why are we not getting this I bring photo references I bring, I use the right words, I bring my formula, and still, we don't nail it. Now, I did really get it down in LA, but that took years, okay? And so, when I was going back for my wedding, I got married in LA, or in Orange County, and when I was going back for my wedding, like, I I planned a whole day in advance to go get my hair colored and everything. I had my hair extensions matched to the whole, it was like a whole ordeal. I'm like, I mean... I'm all about being too glam to give a damn and like going so hard for the glam. But that was a lot even for me. I was like, okay, my back hurts. Like we're done here. So I just wanted to be easy. And now it's going to be that much harder that I don't have Tamara as a reference anymore. However, her thirsty ass is all over social media being super, super freaking bitter about how she's not on the show anymore. And it's like so thirsty and sad, but I still love her and I don't care. And you just know that her and Vicky are going and getting wasted on Casamigas and talking about how much they freaking hate Shannon. And I don't even need to see an episode of the show to know that that's happening. They're just bitter, bitter buddies. And Tamara's like crawling back to TV with this real estate show I saw that she's doing and stuff. So I, I will have, I will obviously watch every episode of that. I'm already invested in like, you know, who are the producers, who are the side characters, and I've done the research and I know nothing. I have nothing to report, but I'm fully in. And it basically looks like the Orange County version of Selling Sunset, which you know, we all know I'm here for that. My father-in-law came over the other night and he's like, Lindsay, have you heard of this show, Selling Sunset? I was like, have we met? Yeah, I have. Have you come across my Instagram page? Christine Quinn is like, by the way, she is someone who's spending her money correctly. So Christine Quinn, if you don't know who the hell I'm talking about, is the main girl in Selling Sunset. Now, she's not the main storyline girl who was married to the guy in This Is Us and who's on Dance with the Stars. That's Chriselle. Um, She's from like 
some soap opera. And um, they're like enemies. So Chriselle and Christine don't get along. So Christine's the tall one with the long blonde hair. And she had the black wedding dress and the insane, insane freaking wedding at the Viviana downtown in L.A., which is where I was supposed to get married to my first fiance and bounced on that. Anyway, Christine is a shaman. I don't know who the frick is running her social media or who comes up with these captions, but I'm like, I need to hire a little troll just to come up with these captions. The struggle of coming up with a witty Instagram caption, like more like a Morgan Stewart or a Christine Quinn, is truly the cross I will die under. I'm like Googling cute caption ideas. I mean, it's like... <sighs> This is 30 minutes of my life. I don't, I'm never going to get back every day. And it's just, I'm going to crumble under the pressure of social media. I can't even watch that. What's that movie called? The social, social, all I can think of is social distancing. Whatever. You know the one. It's like the documentary, The Social Network. That's about Mark Zuckerberg. Anyway, I don't know. It's the one on Netflix. It's the documentary. And, oh, The Social Dilemma. Yeah. I'm too afraid to watch that because, like, I can't take on one more thing that I'm doing wrong. I'm doing so much wrong that it's like, like right now, for example, I'm not supposed to have a drink while I'm podcasting, but you know, I love a bubbly and I'm trying to make them a sponsor. So I'm out here whoring bubbly. Um, I love the black cherry. It's my favorite. It's almost always sold out. So you really, speaking of whoring for a bubbly, you really got to get your hands on them quickly. Anyway, back to Christine. She is doing it right. She marries this quiet, rich man who's basically her doormat. And I am willing to bet that he is behind a lot of the funds that she is just throwing, stockpiling at Instagram, just literally hurling herself at Instagram like, here's everything I have. She's doing like a glam photo shoot like weekly. These are like heavily produced and her content is so fresh, super fly. Her looks are insane, and I have a feeling he's footing the bill. She's probably paying for some of it, but still, I'm like, this is full-blown, like, studio sessions, creative director. I'm sure each one of these is at least, at least 30 grand. So, you know, cheers to her. I I raise my bubbly to her is what I have to say about that. (sighs) Okay, let's take a deep breath. Um, Got through the hardest part. We're still here. Yay! Um, We're doing Sober October right now, and I could really use... bottle of champagne to uh to tear through this but we're going to keep going anyway christine's doing it right these girls with these witty captions are just so beyond there's a blonde whose hair color i can't copy because she's much lighter than me she's like a swedish blonde where i'm like if you're starting with that light of a base like don't even come toward me because it's just it literally is upsetting like i'm just pissed already like you're genetically predisposed to having a perfect weave, weave that w- that lifts perfectly, and I'm tilted. Okay, getting back to the OC, they were recapping the season, you guys, and I don't know who the hell thought, you know what we should do? Bring in Gina Keel from season one to voiceover. The begin, it was so weird. I'm like, did they use a different production company? Those are the kind of facts that you're not going to get from this show. I'm not going to give you anything really that accurate. So just bear with me. She does the voiceover. She did a fine job and everything. But I'm like, am I losing my vision? Because this like picture looks really kind of grainy and the, the video looks shaky and 
it's kind of dark and it's just the production value has gone so far down. I feel like they didn't do as much in post as they normally do. Like it's like there's no color correction on it. I don't know. It's really odd. So that's one thing I noticed. Let me know if you guys noticed that too. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. Um, it just seemed the main, main, main thing is that it seemed like the lighting really suffered. And I'm like, maybe that was a COVID thing, but I feel like a lot of this filming took place before COVID. So the other reason I wasn't looking forward to OC is because, A, you know, like we're reliving COVID. So who wants to do that ever? No one. And as I mentioned, Tamara left. I didn't really care about Vicky leaving because I was so tired of her like victim mentality. But I was sad about Tamara. And I also used, just for yeah, reference, I also used Gretchen Rossi as a um, point of reference for my hair color, too. So I just would like that stated on the record. Moving right along. Uh, if you don't know who any of these people are, you've seen them on my Instagram. And if you're a straight male, please stick with me. I'll talk about some things that, that you'll be interested in here pretty quick. Okay, with that being said, so production value sucked. I didn't remember anything from last season at all. Like when they were talking about Kelly and Shannon's fight and the Jimbalino thing, it's like I blocked it. It's like there's been so much trauma between <laughs> since last season, which I don't even know when it ended, and now with COVID that I'm like, oh my God, I look at pictures. I was doing this today because I was like working on a project of like a before and after project. I look at pictures from before COVID and I'm like, oh my God, this is... This is how I used to be. I feel three years younger. I feel like there should be a study around this. And not even just in terms of looks or weight or whatever, but just like stress levels. I am so curious to know the impact that this is going to have. I literally feel like this has aged me three years. But I mean, you wouldn't know it because I got my Botox freshened up. So it was good. I'm glad we had the refresher from Gina Keo because I wouldn't have known what the fuck anyone was talking about. So then we go to, I'm not, I'm going to do this out of order because again, this is now where you come for the facts. We see Gina and we all know that's not looking too good. I don't mean Gina. I just mean like literally everything about her life. And I find it really odd that she's like, I'm so in love and whatever. And I don't know. I just, that whole thing's going to play out in a pretty probably uninteresting way the way it's looking it's probably going to be as bland as her home because it looks like everything in her home came from Wayfair and I don't know if you guys have heard but they traffic children so that's something to consider also you know when making your next purchase like it'd literally be better to you know steal something than buy something from Wayfair but I'm just saying she's like a basic bitch, you know, like everything's really like target threshold items or like Chip and Joe, the Chip and Joe Magnolia section, if that, if that really. I mean, that has more character than Gina. And here, here is my issue with Gina, okay? I almost started screaming and it's 1230 at night and my husband and son are asleep. Here's my issue with Gina. I don't want, if you remember when this when all the Housewives franchises started out, they were showing us quintessential members of each city. It wasn't about a transplant into a new city. And I I don't know about you. Call me a, a classic. A, a, okay, I don't know what word to use. Call me a <laughs> whatever. Traditionalist. 
thank you. Call me a traditionalist. Um, but I don't want to see a girl from the Bronx move into the OC. Like, that is not what I came here for. I came here to see quintessential OC women. I want to get like Heather Dubrow's circle of friends. Now, I don't want Heather Dubrow because I don't like her. I want to get Heather Heather Dubrow's friends, like the classy bees who would be like, no, I literally would never go on this show. That's what I want. The real money, the women who are really too classy for this show. Like, I want the Lisa Vanderpumps of the OC on OC. I don't want these women that just basically like washed up on shore in the OC and like whole lives fell apart from all these issues. I mean, you know, everyone's an alcoholic these days. So like all these issues of bad choices of bad decision making of bad ex-husbands and abusive relationships. Listen, we get enough of that in the day to day. I'm here to escape. And then they bring on the new rich gal. Um, What is her name? Elizabeth. moment of silence for her uh who is doing the casting I mean I guess it's kind of interesting that she was married to the billionaire guy but we can't see his face so I don't love that ever I I don't know what we're doing her tits are out Uh, that's what I know her boobs are out all the time and she's wearing like a Chanel blouse it's like could there be two more contrasting things like Chanel Granny is like Shannon Bedore's aesthetic. And this woman, Elizabeth, who I'm not getting attached to. Don't get attached to her, by the way. I have a feeling the fans are going to just freaking rip her. But I'm like, is this her answer to Vicky with like the whole Midwest thing? Like now Vicky's gone. We're bringing in Elizabeth, who's going to fill this void of like a wild bitch. I'm not a bitch, but just like wild, unhinged. I don't know. It's looking pretty tacky to me. I'm not loving that. It, you know why it's looking tacky? is because she had the Chanel logo blouse on with the Louis Vuitton logo belt. And then the T-tats were out. There was no bra. I mean, I'm talking like to her belly button. Legit. No bra. You could tell there was no bra. There's nothing. And then a medallion necklace. And I know that's an expensive medallion necklace, but it's still fugly. So I need less. Um, Okay, then we get to Emily, who is sadly my favorite person on the show. I don't know what to say. (laughs) How is that our life where Emily is my favorite person on The Real Housewives of OC? Not that there's anything wrong with Emily. There's nothing wrong with her. But I mean, she's just not a huge personality she's really got no special sauce if you ask me but she seems nice and sweet she seems like a great mom and I feel like she's a good person and I think she treats other people well and I I hate this production company so much because you know they spoke about I think she's beautiful but they spoke about these issues with weight last year regarding Emily and her weight and Um, she has a hip injury. And by the way, more sympathetic I could not be. I also have a hip injury. The pain is excruciatingly deep when it's aggravated. And I think hers was much worse. And I can understand so much how you can get to a point that she's at with her weight because you don't want to move. When your hip is aching, it tricks you into thinking you'd be more comfortable not moving when really 
the best thing to do is get some movement and like loosen up the joint. Okay, anyway, you're not here for an, for an osteopath session. But the point is, I just thought it was so shitty that when they <laughs> when they open on this scene, Granted, they are at an Italian restaurant and like maybe it's just like, hey, we're showing the food, but I don't know. I feel like it was a little trolly. They showed like a close up on lasagna and a close up on spaghetti and then they show her ordering in the bread basket. And it's like, guys, can we not? Like there's more to a person than what she eats and what she orders. And I get that it's an issue between her and the husband. And I'm just so sick of it. I'm so sick of people talking about weight. I'm sick of overweight people justifying being overweight. I'm sick of underweight people talking about being healthy. I'm sick of healthy people talking about what they're eating. Like, it's just, I'm sick of it. In fact, get this. My dog, who's a puppy, he's um, 10 months, I think. And he's getting bigger, right? But he's a rescue, so we don't really know, like, how big he's supposed to get, whatever. And he's mixed breed, so his hair is getting longer. He's getting a lot fluffier, whatever. A couple people now. They shall remain nameless because I know that they'll ha- their houses won't get egged if I name them. But uh, probably by me. But they have commented on my son's weight gain. And I would just like to say that if you have reached the point in your life where you're fat shaming a dog, you can go straight to hell. I would recommend getting your vision checked because my dog isn't fat. Lastly, I am the one who feeds him and he's wonderfully taken care of. The first five months of his life, he was getting freshly prepared salmon, uh, wild caught, And all vegetables with a little bit of rice. Okay, so everyone can, you know, F off with that. And his fur is growing in. And he's a growing dog. I can't even believe I have to say this. So uh, am I sensitive about it? Probably so. Uh, But I don't care. This is my child. And if someone were talking, if someone were fat shaming your five-year-old, what would you do? Okay? It's the same thing. Exactly the same. No difference. So, Emily's eating carbs. They're trying to pretend that their marriage is better. It's not. We all know it's not. And you know what else I noticed is that the music changed when Emily and Shane came out. It was like, upbeat, upbeat, ooh, 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 ooh. And then it went to ooh, 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 ooh. That's not how it went, but you get the idea. Anyway, they're trolling her with the pasta. And the speaking of the weight thing, the whole way this whole thing came about, is because last season she gets on the scale with Tamara and Tamara's like, you're morbidly obese or whatever she said. And she starts crying and it's terrible. And, you know, I think every woman, most women know the feeling of just feeling like so horrible about the way you look in a, in a particular stage in your life. Right. And it's like what I think so many people don't give themselves grace for and other people grace for is that things weight is usually a reflection of something emotional going on and it would be so nice if in a time where everyone is so intolerant of each other we didn't shit on each other for the way that we looked we just said everyone's doing their best we're all doing our best so anyway Tamara brings it up I get it she's in fitness whatever but she says 
Oh, that's how much Shannon used to weigh. If one of my fucking friends said that about me, I'd be like, you are so far done. Like, I don't care if we're on a show. I would not talk to her ever again. And by the way, Shannon was going through a horrible divorce with an affair and everything. So again, it's emotionally related. And I just think people need to have more compassion and sympathy to that. So the new chick, uh, what's her name? Elizabeth. I want to call her Emily. That's that, okay. No, 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 no. Elizabeth. So Elizabeth, going back to her, she's the one that has the Chanel and the boobs and the medallion. Um, she has a boyfriend who doesn't, they do not sleep together because she's still married. And I just really, I just, it just dawned on me that I really hope my mother-in-law isn't listening to this. (laughs) Anyway, um, but if you are, I'm so happy to have you. Um, I don't want you to judge me. Okay. So the, the chick has a boyfriend who they are not sleeping together. And I find that unusual given that she's a middle-aged woman and this guy looks about 28, 29, 30. I don't know. I find that incredibly unusual. I'm kind of guessing it's like a sugar mama situation, which, you know, no shade uh, to each their own. We don't love that she's from Missouri. We don't love that she clearly doesn't have great taste. I'm also not sure why we're in this dingy animal farm. I'm like, she's getting it all. Oh, Speaking of getting it all, speaking of getting uh, a great package, maybe we'll come back to this, but I just want to talk about uh, Robin on Housewives of Potomac. She got like a full expose on her hat line. I found that so interesting because I'm thinking of all the businesses to feature this interesting hat line is really something uh and that's that on that so moving right along Bronwyn oh my gosh talk about doing the lord's work she's super annoying I don't I'm not I'm not here to tell you that I like her because I don't but she will now be my future reference point for my hair color because she is doing that right And so she's got the drinking problem. She admits to that, which is sad and more sympathetic. I could not be. But, you know, in the beginning of the episode, I'm thinking she doesn't have a drinking problem. She has a children problem because she's got 17 freaking kids or whatever it is. I think it's like I think it's 10. Half of them are gay. I mean, there's just there's a lot of dynamics. The husband wears a huge necklace. It's freaking weighing his face down. I feel that there's just a lot of dynamics at play in her life that would drive one to drink, including the husband's giant necklace. Then it's revealed later on that she, how should I phrase this? She believes she's an alcoholic because she like was drinking for days straight and that's very scary and sad. And she says, which I love, this part was so interesting. She says that I'm paraphrasing, but she says something along the lines of that she didn't have to worry about, she would drink a lot and then she wouldn't really have to worry about it because she'd have another baby and be pregnant. And so she'd stop drinking. And I'm like, isn't that interesting that she has, you know, 10 kids or whatever it is. And it makes me wonder, does she keep having kids to kind of, you know, as an addict in that addict behavior to kind of keep herself safe from her own demons Because she knew she would act out 
when she wasn't pregnant because she couldn't hold herself accountable. And I think it's later going to be revealed that maybe she's exploring bisexuality or being gay or something along those lines and, you know, good for her, whatever. And that must be really hard if that is something that she's sort of stifling. But uh, I am just... She's carrying this season on her back. If it weren't for that soundbite about her saying I'm an alcoholic, I don't think I would have tuned into this show. Shannon is bringing nothing. I don't care about anything Shannon's doing. A lot of people find Shannon funny. I don't find her funny. I never have. She, I find her kind of cringy and like, ugh. Remind, I, it, she's like the reminder to me of how not to speak to my husband. It's like, don't ever end up like that. Because that's a recipe for a badass marriage. And I don't mean badass in a good way. Oh, and then Kelly. Kelly is also, I mean, you know what I don't understand about Kelly? Here's here's my main issue with Kelly. Why does her hair always look crazy? She looks like she's always been blown around in a car wash. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, I know you have means. I know you have money. She looks drunk all the time, which I don't think she is fully. Anyways, I mean, aren't we all? No, I'm kidding. But she looks drunk all the time because her hair and those bangs are just everywhere. I'm like, is she driving a convertible? Like, she's not. She's driving that poop-colored G-Wagon. Have you seen that? It's the color of poo Then we see Bronwyn and Kelly in matching leopard and yellow ensembles. Did you guys catch that? They weren't exactly like a perfect match, but... Remember how last season they showed up like wearing the same? I don't remember if it was a sweatsuit or what it was on the way to that horrible trip in Palm Springs, Miraval at Miraval Resort. Was it Miraval? I think it was. Anyway, I want to go to that place. Like, like with the spinning meditation rock garden. I want to do that. But they showed up in those cute little matching sets. This uh, was not that. And it was a really freaking ugly outfit. And you know who would have it? Actually, I'm going to look this up right now because there's a site called Big Blonde Hair. And I just want to shout her out because she's beyond. She's super, super fab. She basically highlights any any fun reality show that you or I watch. She f- figures out like who they're wearing, what they're wearing. Oh, shit. I forgot. <laughs> shit. I forgot that she does like it to know it now. Okay. Well, anyway, if you guys are interested, you can go to Big Blonde Hair and find out what all these girls are wearing and then go to her like it to know it, which is brilliant. Frickin' brilliant. She's got 68,000 followers and basically I was, wish I was her. Okay, let me go back to my notes. Anyway, they're wearing this matching ensemble and it's hideous. I don't even know what they talk about. But then they go to Gina at the lawyer's office. And the lawyer's name is Graham. And Graham has facial hair from 2001. And it's basically facial hair that looks like it belongs in the Thong Song music video. And it's a lot, you know. Also... I love these housewife shows where they feature the lawyer and it's like these women going through these hardships and I get it like when you're like unhinged in in the worst moments of your life it's like you just are unhinged you're just going off to anyone and everyone who will listen and it's just like I mean I've certainly been there at different moments but you know they just choose these lawyers that are just so like emotionally shut down to all of this stuff. So it's just this polarizing moment where you get this woman who's just 
coming unhinged, even though Gina necessarily wasn't like so unhinged, but she was opening up to this lawyer who's looking at her like, yeah, I don't give a shit. And if you remember last season when Shannon, see how many times, by the way, this episode that I referred to last season, it was already that much better than this season. So I'm just saying they've made a real misstep with this casting. That's my opinion. In the words of Tamara Barney, Tamara Judge. Okay, so the lawyers don't care. They don't care about your problems. The lawyer that cares the most about anyone's problems is Teresa Giudice's lawyer. And that guy's an idiot because she didn't have any money at the time. So... Uh, you know, surround yourself with good people is all I have to say. They were family friends, and I think that's why he cared. To me, the best part of this episode was the commercial break with Jay Leno and Kevin Hart. Jay Leno, I guess, has a new show. I don't know if it's like jesting with Jay Leno. Oh, I think it's Jay Leno in my garage. I think that's what it's called. It's something about his garage. And I don't need to see the inside of Jay Leno's garage. I don't know about you. The only... uh attraction of this ep- of this episode and commercial was Kevin Hart. I don't know if anything funny happened, but he is just a hilarious little troll and I love him very much. I also love The Rock. So there's really no size constrictions to leading men and or restrictions. And I'm it 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 brought me to this point where I wanted to make my senior senior class thesis real quick. What is going on with middle-aged men? currently, white men, generally, getting their own, uh, like, here's me hanging out with the boys type of show. Like, David Letterman has his show, which is actually pretty good. I don't know what it's called, but it's on Netflix, I think. And I'm, the one with Kim comes out on Wednesday, and I'm dying to watch it. I watched the Kanye one, definitely worth checking out, definitely helps give light to this is before his last episode but it definitely gives light to how he is as a person I think really makes him very likable and you know you sort of see him in that family man light but all these middle-aged men which I'm not hating on middle-aged men I'm just like what is happening in the world that we're getting middle-aged men in reality shows like riding four-wheelers around with their friends like who is coming to see that I'm not sure because this last time I checked, I think mostly women watch reality TV. And, you know, I'm not a scientist, but I don't really see Jay Leno riding around in a tractor pulling in the, the streaming numbers. But, you know, call me Cuckoo Puffs. Okay, so we have the Jay Leno show with Kevin Hart. I think he's just a guest. And then we have the Terry Bradshaw Bradshaw Bunch, which I cannot even bring myself to tune into. This is something I would have liked about 10 years ago. And like, do you remember the Hulk Hogan show? That was really up my alley. Hulk knows best or Hogan knows best. I don't know. R.I.P. Brooke Hogan's singing career. Such a sad, sad story for another day. Um, And then we have, oh, oh, this is another preview I saw during this comer- during this um, Orange County episode was Stone Cold Steve Austin, who I don't even want to tell you how I know about who this person is, but he's a WWE guy, I think, and he has a show called Straight Up with Stone, Co- with Stone Cold Steve or something. That's not right, but anyway, again, riding around in a tractor. I'm like, what is, in- I- I- what is going on? What is going on? As they would say in Schitt's Creek. I just finished season six of Schitt's Creek. Tragic. 
I literally am like on a depression bender. You know when you finish a show or like finish an amazing book and you're just like, the next, there's no, I can't even start something else because there's nothing that's even going to closely live up to this. So I'll probably go to something I know that I'll hate, like Nurse Ratchet or something awful. Okay, let's talk Kardashians. Now, the Kardashians and I, as, as I'm sure the rest of you, have been on quite a journey together. There have been some highs and lows in our relationship. Most of the highs involve the days of Lord Disick. And I truly had no idea how much they meant to me until the season started airing. And I saw Chloe's bronzed hair with her off-white turtleneck. And I thought, damn, I am really going to miss them. Because that off-white turtleneck just, for me, ignited something inside my soul that I really needed that day. Just like light, pretty clouds and just flawless makeup. And like, maybe I should go bronze, you know? And it's just moments like that where you're like, this is the escapism I need. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe I'm going to spend $500 on this mesh turtleneck that I'm going to wear one time. Like that feels right for me. And I fully support it, you know, but it's been quite a journey. Like there was a time where I really was so sick of them. So anti-Kim. It was before the Paris robbery. It's right around like the Chris Humphrey, right when she first got with Kanye days when it was just real a lot a lot, a lot, a lot. And everything, everything, it just, everything they did just made you feel so inadequate. But ever since they've started doing this, like giving back stuff and all of her criminal justice work and all of, you know, the hilarious Chris and Kemp, see the bubbly is making me burp. Okay. So that's one of the downsides of bubbly, but I'm just giving you a realistic perspective testimonial. And I would still love to be sponsored by them because I love the cherry flavor. I also love the grapefruit. I love the lime. Not such a fan of the mango, but to each their own. Moving right along. I love Chris. Just really anything she does. I have a theory that she gets filler in her hands because there's just no way. And I wasn't bored yesterday. Okay. I'm really happy to hear that Corey called out Kendall for being an asshole. Poor Corey, you know. Let's send up a prayer for him because I just feel that he's not going to have too easy of a time for the rest of his life and I just you know Kim is so lovely now and I don't really like her kids what I've seen of them thus far I feel like Northwest is just you know I hate hate to talk trash about people's kids but she's not bringing a lot to the table and honestly neither is Penelope Penelope will forever puzzle me she's a bit of a gremlin if you ask me but to each their own I also find it really funny that Courtney named Poosh after Penelope, and it's like, could you choose a less iconic person in the family to name something after? Like, she brings nothing, uh, from what I can see. She has no personality whatsoever. But maybe she's just camera shy. I don't know. So I'm really going to miss them. I was super, super bummed when I heard that the show is getting canceled because I just felt like, ugh, it's, I understand, totally makes sense. The world has changed so much, and they have, so, I mean, they have so much power anyway, it doesn't even matter, but... I'm just going to miss them being on my screen and um, this sounds ridiculous. It sounds like they're my cousins or something, but I think we all feel some level of attachment to them, but it was getting really produced and I think they'll probably do something else, you know, where they can still connect, but much more on their own terms and much less filming. I can't even imagine that schedule for that many years. I mean, they only took two weeks off a year. Yikes. I actually um, pulled a couple looks for the girls 
Yes, I did. Uh, there was a brief moment in time where I was assisting Monica Rose and I decided not to continue on because it was the most chaotic <laughs> experience of my life. And that's putting it really gently. And, you know, she had everyone at the time. She had Gigi Hadid. She had Bella Hadid. Almost all of the Kardashians except Kim, I believe. I can't remember if she had Chris. Isn't that funny? Also had Chrissy Teigen. Also had like every Victoria's Secret model. I mean, it was chaos. I often looked at it and thought from the outside before I had an insider's perspective, like, how does this happen? How does one woman do like all these fittings? And I soon learned how. More on that later. But I just... I'm grateful that I got the opportunity to pull some things for Kylie and um, Kim and Chloe. And I'm trying to write. Yeah, I think Chloe wore what I pulled and I think Kylie did too. Isn't that funny? Like all this stuff was so important to me just only a few years ago and now I can't even remember it. So that is a good lesson in terms of perspective on what really matters. You know, those were great memories for me, but I am so much happier now. Anyway, I'm bummed they're going to leave us, and I blame Courtney, and she is the least interesting to look at, and I would just like that on the record. This Kylie Kendall fight is, can you imagine, like, like for me, probably the worst version of myself was when I was right around that 21, 22-year-old age, 23-year-old age, and I, I mean, not that I was terrible or anything, but just like, you know, you're naive, but you're full of yourself. It's just the worst combination of characteristics that at a certain time, in my opinion. And can you imagine being also being a billionaire on top of that? It's like you would be the world's biggest asshole. And Kylie really strikes that in me lately. And I'm really not appreciating everything that she's done in her Instagram from basically the point of let me find the exact point for you because I feel that this is important to know. So she's doing sort of a brown series right now. So she posts the um Birkin bag with her brown nails that are pointy and I'm that's a vibe I'm down for that but then every post that comes after that she's got the brown hair everyone's going to the brown hair it's like let's not pretend okay you get like the best freaking spray tan of all time so don't don't try to convince me to dye my hair brown and then I'm gonna look as gorgeous this because we all know that I'm basically an albino which not discriminating against albinos but I'm just not going to pull this off because they have so many sewing extensions here, you guys. It's like, don't kid yourself. Oh, that reminds me. I didn't talk about Gina from the OC's sewing extension. I honestly, that wasn't even alarming to me. I'm like, yes, and. I mean, has anyone seen Paris Hilton in 2004? Like, she had her extensions like that. It's called a track. Like, get over it. Anyway, so everything Kylie posted after the brown handbag I really can't get on board with, which includes and is not limited to. The, the most disturbing one to me, probably, it's a tough, tough pick, but, oh, you know what? I, I take it back. It really starts at the, it starts at the first day of school stormy video where she's in front of like two Lamborghinis and has on a Hermes backpack. And I believe she's three years old, four years old. Then she goes to the brown Birkin bag and I feel like, okay, we're getting back on track. And then there's like this tropical outfit that just sends me into a tizzy. She's really trying to make chocolate brown happen because she's released this leopard makeup line. And I have to say, 
I find that her packaging, maybe they're just churning it out so fast, but I thought her packaging was really cool to begin with, and now I feel like it's getting really cheap and cheesy looking. Like, I really liked her Kylie skin stuff. I thought that was really clean and pretty and kind of had, like, a glossier look. Glossier look. I don't know. I'm not a skincare expert. But um, this Kylie stuff with all the leopard print all over it is, like, really a trash bag, if you ask me. Like, it literally looks like something you could buy at Claire's. I, I'm sure I won't be getting a press kit this go-round just because of what I just said, unfortunately. But um, catch catch me on the next one. And I also feel that her last one that was, like, the sailor theme, really cute photos. But it's, like, we don't need these themes from you. Just, like, do you. Like, I don't need any, I just need, like, a fresh picture of you in, like, a cool, like, Balmain outfit. Like, is that too much to ask? That's all I need. It doesn't have to be, like, welcome to the jungle. So those are my thoughts. Oh, and then she's got, so the one that really alarmed me, this is the number one one that alarmed me, was this photo of her with Travis Scott, who I will never understand in my life. He's a rapper. If you're not familiar with him, he's her baby daddy. And he's Stormy's dad. And his music is absolutely perplexing to me I don't even know if you could call it music to me it's like ambient sounds and like radars and and fire alarms going off at one time and then he's rapping with it and I guess I I wouldn't know because he sounds like he's muzzled and muffled and then like has a megaphone on his face I mean it's just like is this music now and people like apparently he does really well I mean I don't know much about it because I can't stand it but He's not doing bad. He's got a bunch of gold belts on here and a gold necklace. And it seems that he can afford like a Yeezy slipper and this pair of leather pants. And he's also got little pigtails on, which looked like someone did those for him. So, you know, take from that what you will. And that that section right there was for the straight men. Uh, I feel that maybe you have some interest in Travis Scott. And I just wanted to throw that out there to you. But Kylie's got this like pointy croc brown cape on it's Matthew Williams uh for Givenchy so I believe Matthew Williams is the new creative director at Givenchy I don't quote me on that because I'm not as up to date with my red carpet stuff but this look is literally like watching a seizure happen I mean it's like Take it in. Take it all in. You can't miss it. It's got like a seashell tail. There's a big gold bag. And then I think the shoes are the worst part because they are gapingly ill-fitting and also really freaking ugly. So I would call that fugly. I'm hoping that Kim and Kanye stay together and I think they're going to. That's my prediction. I think they're going to stay together. I don't see why they would break up, especially if the show's ending. It's just completely pointless if you ask me and I think they really actually do love each other in quick other news Britney Spears has released several videos of herself today and I'm I'm on high alert and I've just I've texted her manager and I've said if you guys need anything let me know I'm available because I'd have Brit over here if she needs some place to hide out but I don't I don't know that I'm gonna call because I don't think I'm the most convenient choice but we are available the Evans is um, keep an open door policy for pop stars. Also, Dorit got a new face. I don't know. She did something. And she also had a super cute caption today, you guys. It was Dior because she was wearing a full Dior look. Dior Reet. Stop. Stop it. 
and also perfect hair, and I know she's going to 901. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm just taking a guess based on her frosty freaking baby lights that are just so tightly together. It's just so gorge. I don't know who's sewing her weave. Could be Nikki Lee. Could not be. I can't handle what's happening with her face. She is so stunning, and I, ha- I hate this because this is what makes me think I need to get my whole face done. I really do. I mean, I think I'm an okay looking chick, but look how much better you can look. And this is what's wrong with the world. However, love Jerry. God bless her. My home is also open to her, even though she's not a pop star. Give it time. She knows one. Boy George. That'll do. Um, so I just want to end every podcast on a quote that I think really summarizes what we should all be thinking right now. And, you know, I'm all about the girl power, the female empowerment, women empowerment. This is not going to be PG and this program is not PG. So hopefully you figure that out by now. I, th- I would think you have. So this one says, and this is a quote by no one, but the post is by the conjured saint. And he appears to be a male. Uh, I don't follow him, but I saved this. So it says, wake up and remember who the fuck you are. You're a fine as fuck. You have an amazing personality. You've achieved so much to make it to this point. Don't let anybody play you. Don't let anybody make you feel worthless. Nobody is indispensable. Cut them off if they're making you feel bad. Preach! I literally wish I had a stack of hundreds to throw at this Instagram post. I mean, this is just... It's like if you could go back in life and tell yourself everything that you know now, it's just, wow, it speaks to me. I always say, don't cry tears over boys who don't deserve them, ladies. And most of you are probably not even at that point in life. But for the few of you who are, good luck to you. And we love you. And you're strong and beautiful. And don't need no man. Okay, I hope you guys had so much fun. I had so much fun hanging out with you. I hope you loved this today. Please be kind. But I would also love your feedback. I'd love to know what you want to hear more of. What shows you want me to talk about. Any questions any looks you want me to comment on like I would just so welcome your positive and constructive feedback so love you lots have a good one and you'll be hearing from me soon